You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you've tuned in. Everybody knows about the 4th of July, but have you ever heard of Juneteenth? The holiday's name combines the words June and 19th, and it celebrates the day back in 1865 when it was announced in Texas that slaves there were going to be free. Now, if you know your American history, you'll know that this declaration came more than two years after Abraham Lincoln had issued the Emancipation Proclamation. So technically, the 250,000 slaves in Texas were already free, but none of them were aware of it, and no one was really rushing to tell them about it. Charles H. Wright Museum is hosting its celebration of this holiday with a Juneteenth Jubilee block party that takes place at the museum tomorrow, and it is followed by an afterglow. Joining us now to talk more about this celebration and the holiday of Juneteenth is Neil Barclay. He is the CEO of the Charles H. Wright Museum. Neil, welcome back. Good morning. Today. Yeah, it's great to see you. So uh, talk about the significance of this holiday in a city like Detroit that's, of course, African-American. I mean, I feel like um, this is more of a southern holiday than it is a northern holiday. And, and uh, you know, I wonder if we make enough of it here in Detroit. Well, I think we could always make more of it for sure. Uh, but certainly the Juneteenth holiday now has spread from Texas to black communities throughout the country. And, of course, it's appropriate that here in Detroit we make sure that we bring attention to this particular day, which, you know, in and of itself, it's kind of remarkable to think about having been freed for two two plus years and just hearing about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so much more later. And so it's a great uh, opportunity for celebration. It's also a great opportunity for us to remember, you know, uh, the traditions of slavery and, and all of the atrocities that happened around that and that sort of... Uh, you know, there's all kinds of reasons that are put forth of why it was two and a half years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> you know, that's so. one of the things that, that you would uh, sort of be naturally curious about. Yeah. Why why didn't this reach Texas? I mean, sure. of course, at that point, Texas is the, the, the edge, the frontier of, uh, of the right. country. Uh, well, a number of different theories about it. One is that the messenger that was supposed to, uh, you know, come down to other places, parts of the country and and tell the uh, slaves that they were freed was murdered. <laughs> so that's one theory. Mm-hmm. The other theory, and probably has a, a, a great deal of currency, whether or not you believe it, is the fact that they didn't want to let the slaves know before the crop of that particular season had been, mm-hmm. you know, taken and, you know, sort of finished in terms of the processing of that. So, uh, but at any rate, uh, whether regardless of what we believe, it's a great day of celebration that yeah. has spread from Texas to Detroit. And I think of the right, we rightfully uh, bring attention not only to that day, but uh, also to this notion of health and wellness and how it is that we keep ourselves whole in the face of uh, any kind of adver- adversity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're still relatively new here uh, to the right and to Detroit. Uh, but you've worked in New Orleans and some other places. Uh, talk about how this holiday is celebrated in those other places compared sure. to here. 
Well, one of the places I uh, worked for many years was in Austin, of mm -hmm. course, which is in Texas, mm -hmm. and it's a, quite a celebration in Austin, in on the east side of town, where they have, uh, you know, created a Black Historic District that commemorates this and a number of different other holidays of importance to the African American community. So, it is definitely a a, a holiday that's not only known by the Black community, but by folks throughout Texas as a day of celebration and remembrance, right? Um, Less so, I would say, in New Orleans. It's certainly it's not that it's not celebrated, but uh, it doesn't get that kind of fever pitch that I remember in Austin, right? Mm. Um, and in Pittsburgh, it's also uh, quite celebrated um, within the Bach community. Number of different kinds of events and things that happen on that day. Hmm. So uh, let's talk about Detroit and this year's Juneteenth celebration. What are people going to find at the right? So we have all kinds of workshops and presentations throughout the day. Um, uh, Bishop uh, Chui uh, is going to, from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, is going to do uh, do an introduction to the day and talk a little bit about the history in our uh, amphitheater. Dr. Tanya Martin talking about mental health and history. Uh, Dr. Ferguson on, on budgeting of all things, <laughs> something <laughs> I might need to go in for that. Uh, then some storytellers, you know, sort of telling stories around that, this particular holiday and the ideas embedded and values embedded in it. Uh, Valerie and Bishop Tony Russell um, from the Man Network, Maintaining a Neighborhood Network to talk about God, love, and communal relationships. Mm -hmm. Alpha Phi Alpha will be doing a presentation. There's yoga that's going to happen. Um, uh, the, uh, the Detroit School of the Arts Corlettes will be performing at one point. The Cold Steppers of UPSM. <laughs> the Alpha Stroll team will be on hand. Uh, the Q9 performance and the Marksmen. Um, all throughout the day. Yeah. So and then uh, you've got this Afterglow planned uh, as well that night, and then you've got a couple of notable speakers for that. Uh, yeah, the Afterglow. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 we'll, have to, we'll have to see who those speakers are when we, when we get there, right? <laughs> yeah, well, no. It's happening from, uh, you know, from 6 to 9, okay. um, and it's it's both speakers and performances and a number of other activities that will happen at, during yeah. the Afterglow. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next Wednesday, uh, which is the actual Juneteenth holiday, you're having another celebration, this time with uh, Robert Hurst, uh, who I spoke to this week for the television show I host, uh, American Black Journal. He's one of my he's one of my favorite uh, musicians. Uh, but talk about that celebration and this this amazing piece that uh, that he's written about uh, about Juneteenth. Well, it's a new piece that again, as you say, he's written about uh, the the, uh, the you know the event of the holiday. Mm -hmm. um, and that he will be performing um, at the right, you know, on our stage in the in the GM Theater. Um, he, of course, as most people, your listeners know, incredible uh, jazz incredible bassist, bassist. Yes, uh, played with you know probably a who's who really of uh, both the jazz and pop fields. I was looking at some notes: so Winton, Branford, Marsalis, Dave Brubeck, Harry Connick Jr. Uh, my friend Terrence Blanchard, uh, Barbara Streisand, Willie Nelson, <laughs> Yo, Yo Yo Ma. So he's put together a group of you know some of his favorite people. I don't have all those names in front of me, but yeah. musicians that he'll be working with to just perform this new work that he's uh, composed. You know, uh, in commemoration of this um, 
holiday. Right? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, the the sort of merging of this kind of celebration with music, and in particular with jazz uh, music, I think is is quite poignant. I mean, this, exactly, this yeah. is the uh, the American art form in many ways, but of course grows directly out of the African-American experience, uh, which is rooted in uh, in slavery. Yeah, I think this is a particular uh, apropos uh, composition and music to be heard on this particular occasion. You know, it, it um, you know, jazz is, uh, is, is a, you know, in many ways, uh, uh, pulls together a number of art American art forms, but from the classical to the improvisational to the African to, to, you know, create this original American form. And so on a day like this, it's kind of an interesting uh, vehicle, really, mm-hmm. to kind of think about and, and remember this occasion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Neil Barclay, CEO of the Charles H. Wright Museum. All of these events are free, correct? They are. At the at the museum. So and Actually, people... the concert, I think there's a fee of $10 or okay. something like that. Okay, okay. But for, as usual, Bob Bruce, yeah. as usual, this is uh, our celebration here in the, the city of Detroit, and everybody is welcome. So uh, I appreciate you being here. Pleasure. Yeah. All right. Up next, uh, we're going to talk with saxophonist and Detroit Jazz Festival president Chris Collins about Detroit's history and presence as a jazz mecca. We're also going to talk about the upcoming 40th annual Detroit Jazz Festival. Stay with us on Detroit Today.